0: Is there anything you'd like to share before taking the questions?
1: Well, uh, I'm in Madhavan now. We have a nice group of devotees here. Agni Davis here, Be here for the month. It's a special visit, and um, I think mean, it's nice. I haven't seen a puma yet, but I heard there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> there Pumas, Pumas.
2: Okay. yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> So it's very beautiful springtime here now. Soon all the flowers will be coming everywhere. Beautiful weather. The rains just, just stopped a week or so ago, huh? Ten days ago. So Dauji Kund is full of water and and uh, refreshing. All the devotees seem in good spirits. The place is very peaceful, clean, serene. So you still have time to come down. <laughs> that would be really nice <laughs> I'm here, you're more than welcome so with that uh, we'll go ahead and take the questions okay
0: um, so the first question is from Ganga Shakti
3: okay, is Ganga Hare,
4: Krishna. okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj Dandavat Pranam um, that was a question that I wanted to ask a few weeks ago, I believe. Um, it basically has to do with yeah, how to um, focus more in sadhana in very turbulent times, like my daughter is ill. She's actually since about a week now in the clinic on top of that, and um, um, I just noticed I partly don't, Uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to find the time, although I still somehow find it, but sometimes I ended up, I end up, uh, chanting on the train or on the way to work and I'm not very happy about it. But, um, right now, sometimes that's all it gets. And I don't feel, yeah, I feel kind of concerned. I'm not, yeah, (laughs) probably if you can give me some ideas. Thank you.
1: Things better now. Because your question comes from a few weeks ago. Has the situation improved?
4: Um, I mean, she's in a clinic now and she will be there for some weeks or probably months. We don't know yet. But it's a kind of a psychosomatic clinic. And uh, obviously, mm-hmm. I, I I don't. I, I don't deal with her on a daily basis, although we obviously speak every day or write messages and so on. So, yeah. No, it hasn't finished. <laughs> Definitely not. It just Right.
1: Didn't. Okay, well, I hope that that situation improves, but I mean, it's the nature of the world. Obviously, there are ups and downs, and uh, we uh, make an effort to create a favorable situation for ourselves, for our sodoma so that we won't be uh, affected by, um, the ups and downs of, of, um, everyday life, because we don't want to live an everyday life. We want to live a life of sadhika. But Bhakti is generous, so it extends, she extends herself to people in all, all circumstances. And, um, and so there will be, um, situations, especially for householders who have to be or tend I should say, don't have to be able to tend to be more connected to the world and having children and so forth, who have a life of their own. Well, it's a little beyond our, um, our control. Um, so, anyway, yeah, there are circumstances like that. Uh, but I think that um, to answer your, your question overall, we uh, really have to uh, make a concerted effort. To identify ourselves as sadhakas and, and by that I mean that uh, our focus in life should be our our practice, and other things should revolve around that, practically and conceptually. So I think that when practically they 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 don't, um, and there are disconcerting circumstances like the ones. You find yourself in, then at least, uh, conceptually, we have to perhaps gravitate, um, in that direction to keep our, uh, focus on our salt and on whatever that, what I mean by that. We kind of have to see, I suppose, our family, our, our, our children <coughs> as desires, um, of ours and needs of ours that we, we have or had. Um from an emotional point of view, that um without which we would not feel whole enough stable enough to practice at all, perhaps and most people want a relationship, and then within a relationship, a lot of people want children. these are natural tendencies um, and um and bhakti is uh, powerful enough to uh, digest those uh um, those desires in ways that yoga, sadhana, and uh Stanga yoga as a practice or jyan yoga can't. They can't 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 digest them. They don't have the power to digest them. And what I mean by that I think is that, that the bhakti has the power to digest them by way of conceptually um, enabling us to see those uh uh, necessities in our life arising out of our desires for, let's say, family, for children, and all that goes with that as, as, uh, a form of, uh, rather than mukya bhakti, gona, bhakti. So there's kind of a dovetailing. Uh, but that's, uh, so conceptually we, 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 we try to, um, focus ourselves spiritually as sadhikas in light of those circumstances. So we don't entirely see it as separate from um, what our practice is. But at the same time, of course, what I'm saying it can't it can be abused and it will readily be abused. And Guru Maharaj said oh, that having children is also bhakti. You know, so gonna, that's going to be my focus. I remember once that one of my god sisters told Prabhupada that my service is, is, is going to be raising my children. And Prabhupada said, that's not enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so uh, there's a place for that, Bhakti could accommodate that, digest that as much as, you know, we are actually really striving uh, to um, um, identify ourselves and conduct ourselves, as as if we're not in a material body we're in a sadhaka deha which is a work in in progress um and um and you know that, that that's a struggle that that's that, an effort but i think that uh, again in short i mean um when the circumstances practically speaking physically speaking are difficult as you speak about your situation then you have to extend your conceptual orientation and uh, and somehow think of it as well something I need in my life, and and, and problems come with it. But without this, say, a family situation, I wouldn't feel whole up to practice. So this are extensions of my practice, and and as much as we see it like that, and we'll deal with our children accordingly, and. Teach them accordingly, set an example for them. And as much as we are, uh, conceptually oriented in, in that way, I, I don't think that these things will be as much of a uh, disturbance for us. Even in ashram life, there are all kinds of things that have to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Odari, we just, uh, you know, our well just went dry. Ah, no water. So, you know, now we've got to build a catchment system, um, among other things to catch rainwater. Um so catching rainwater is not one of the angles of bhakti, right? <laughs> so, so there's disturbances in that kind of a situation also, but you know, we live there as a temple, as a deity, so we're going to get water for the deity and, and conceptually we, we, we digest it and it's not directly bhakti, but it's, you know, in one sense, indirectly bhakti. Householders um, you know, typically uh, in in classical uh Vaishnav, go to the Vaishnav style or uh history, uh householders would be um would have deities in their in their house until they make their house an ashram. Mm-hmm. And um I remember once when I first came to when I first landed in India for the first time from Australia, we landed in Madras. We were hosted by a Brahmin family. I've told this story before, but it's very beautiful. And uh, the next, uh, we they hosted us. They were associates, the <coughs> friends, acquaintances of the you know, the GBC of Australia, who, who was leading the, the group. And so they, it was arranged ahead of time. They hosted us overnight. And in the morning, they served the breakfast. And while they were serving the breakfast, one of the devotees asked, has this been offered? And the, the fellow chuckled and he said, Prabhu, the whole house is offered. <laughs> Everything here is good. So um, we say, you know, Grihasta Ashram, so it means, you know, in, in one sense, <coughs> make your house a, 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 a satellite, if you will, of the, uh, the main temple. Like, like, like say the Tirupati Vaishnava is down in South India, there you have, uh, uh, the main deity who's fabulously rich, wealthy fellow i mean in every every sense he's one of the one of the billionaires of the world, probably the deity so that and everybody everybody has a deity in their house too in the community, and then his prashadam some is is, is distributed and they take mean offers along with it, what they've cooked to their own deities and so forth. So this is, you know, this is how householder life in the past, uh, historically, culturally has been accommodated. Um, and in, 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 it's, it's the kind of householder life that the Bhagavatam is talking about when it says that Bhakti can, you know, digest family life in ways that, um, Gyan and yoga, which require celibacy to practice cannot. And so it's the strength of Bhakti given that she is Nirguna in nature rather than sattvic, in the case of yoga or gyan, would speak of kar- rajasic in the case of, uh, uh the karma marg uh, varnashram. She has great power, um, uh, but that, uh, that idea, that fact should not be abused. <laughs> but you could say, well, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had 13 children, you know, so, um, True. That's, but what else did he, did he do? He had a hundred books that he wrote also at the same time. So there are many, many um, examples in our Sampradaya, more examples of householders who successfully practice bhakti and obtain perfection than there are of uh, yatis or, or, or monks, monastics, renunciates. Hmm? Um, most of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were married. Nityananda Prabhu was married. Shivastalka was married. Vaitachari was married. it was a Brahmachari. So there's three out of, four, out of four. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was married also. So one out of four was, was was a renunciate. So the prominent examples are all householders. So we should look at the example of those householders in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's time, of course, we think, well, that was easier then it was back. It was in we They're all eternal sisters, but they're setting an example. And as we go down the line, of course, we come to, as I mentioned earlier, Bhakti Thakur, and he had a full job and everything. And there were lots of things that came up, surely, in, in, in his life, but he, he was known by other people, um, householders just to, just to, could talk about anything, but, couldn't stand with it stay with them too long before the composition would go right into bhakti somehow go right seamlessly into into bhakti, you know. So that's uh you know an example of a uh, of a of, of of what uh uh life is like so we have to strive for that as householders. It's, it's bhakti is generous and we should think like that and think even my children, my husband, um these are extensions of my own desires, as I said earlier, that I require Hmm. I don't feel whole enough to practice, so there are aspects of my, my practice, I should worship them, uh, and and, and, and not see them as something separate, and my spiritual life is over here, and they're over there, but that, you know, that's true, but that shouldn't be abused, that kind of statement, and for, to help us with that, we look at the examples of so many great, uh, rehastas and we have to organize our life. We have to change our life. We have to change our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I said many times spiritual life is about, about changing. So if you, you, you want to make this something that's truly experiential rather than just a religion that you attach on to your life and, uh, feel good about, um, then, uh, uh, uh it uh it calls on us bhakti calls, she she calls on us to uh to change to respond to her g- generosity generosity in relation to not only is she taking us to you know liberation but beyond liberation to praying hmm? so generous in that respect in terms of the highest reach that she takes us to we should be a little feel a little gratitude hmm? and and, and 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 you know ex- express that by um, taking steps towards her, given how many steps she's taken towards us, so we should have in our song a really uh, uh ideal example of uh, of householders and um, and
3: um, where uh, uh, like I could say, perhaps it becomes like an ashram, hosting
1: sadhus and donating. a I was saying in my talk about him the other day, that he was very, very heavy, but the disciples, you know, felt that, that that was his affection towards them. But um with regard to the householders, that, ex- that heaviness extended by way of his his insisting that they support the missionary activities with a large percentage of their income so that they wouldn't have extra income to do things that would distract them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you're gonna do with it. You know? So you think I work for this, I've got this, how can I best use this? Well you have to have this vision of you know what I'm trying to do. And you can't buy, you know, like Rob wanna build you know out of money build a staircase into heaven, but but you could you could you could build a Vaishnav temple, <laughs> for example. And, uh, and, and, and will come that much more into your life and decorate your heart. So I'm kind of rambling about it, it a bit. Um, I, I sympathize, I empathize with you. I was a householder once too. There are problems with householder life. I can assure you there are problems with monastic life and there are problems for the guru distractions in the form of disciples who don't, you know, um, don't, uh, don't obey <laughs> and, uh, And don't ask uh, questions in in search of actual answers that that will that will be um, um, in pursuit of changing uh, their their lives for the better. So um, so anyway, I sympathize with with you. Uh, It's 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 a difficult situation, and you have to pay attention to your family needs. Um, You can't ignore them. Um In the name of uh bhakti 's over here, my family lives over there uh, th- th- so you have to harm that, you have to bring the whole thing together and um so conceptually i 'm taking care of my daughter you know she 's a devotee she 's an extension of my own uh, you know devotional life that Krishna has given me so that I could feel you know typically with my children whole up as I said, to practice and then you know deal with it accordingly, they have that conceptual orientation that may help uh, so that you don't feel this the whole thing's a distraction but again, more you you set a good example and uh, look at the example of the householders in our in our lineage, so many of them set such a good example and try to emulate that example then um, Questions like this will, will, will be answered. You will make,
3: you make good, good progress. I hope that helps. Yes, thank
4: you very much, Pranam.
1: Okay, Hare Krishna. Um, uh. Making, you know, in the family life, you have to make the priorities. You gotta, you have to lay it down for yourself. You have to have it, lay it down for your husband. You have to tell him, or he has to tell you. Or you have to tell one another, remind one another, and you have to tell your kid, your kids. And you have to be prepared. You know, we, we're not here for society, friendship, and love. That's not what we're here for, because hmm? you're not going to find it here. This is, this is not a place as Pakistan starts
3: to talk herself for a gentleman, or woman. Hmm? There's another realm, you know, above. It. Is Grudey frozen for anyone else? Okay. Um, let's just wait for him to come back. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna have to log back on. I'm back on. Can you hear me? Yeah,
0: I can hear
1: you. Uh, used to say sometimes, "God save me from my friends." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One has to think has to think like that. Separate ourselves from friends, from people we we liked uh, emotionally. Uh, uh, even our kids, we have to separate ourselves from them to the extent to which that they're um, not uh, 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 well. You know, the family has something to teach. If you bring children in the world, you're going to teach them something. So you're you know, are a, a guru of your children, so if they don't take it up, well, then, you know, you may not, you're not going to disown them necessarily, I mean, but you're going to have to distance yourself from them. We're going to do this. You're going to do that. Okay. You're not going to follow us. Well, to that extent, we, we still care about you, but but our life is here and that's not changing. And it's probably the best thing that you can do, set an example for the kids that they may come back around to at some point, see my parents always did this. They never deviated from this. They they loved me. I wouldn't do it, but I see they did it and see it's good for them. when it's done for them. What nice people they are. When when children get a little older, they realize sometimes that their 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 parents were wiser than they thought <laughs> than they thought. So. Something like that. It's difficult. It's difficult because these days we know we don't live in a in a in a in a, com- in a rural community in West Bengal. And, and, and there's where there's there aren't, you know, I mean, even when I was a kid. We played marbles, you know, <laughs> we didn't have computer games and cell phones and so many things that uh, to distract you and, and and so many people controlling you. Uh, finding out, collecting data about you on the internet and then, you know, pushing things on you and, and, and it's a very, um, this is a very unfriendly atmosphere for, for Pakhti. So, um, that's why I probably one of these rural communities where householders would live and, and they'd have their own, uh, you know, uh, produce their own food, self-sustaining communities and so forth. And, and, um, it sounds a little quaint and 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 um, kind of like in the United States we have the Amish people. They still kind of live like 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 that. Maybe they don't have electricity. They don't believe in electricity or something. So you know to limit. You know, I mean, you have to uh, to think of things like this. What is the Facebook doing for me? What is it doing for my kids in terms of Christian consciousness? And then they may not like it, you know, but. Um, They may not like the life they 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 choose for themselves, and do in due course as well. You could let them choose it, but set another example, you know, for them. In the least, that they can at least they can have the the opportunity to look back at that and compare themselves when they're adults or developing into adulthood, and see well, you know, they're they're a good example. They're good people. They're they're sincere and they're wise too. Vedanta, is, 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 it's not It's not just a religious sentiment here. We're wise people. It's well thought out what we do. Hmm? And uh, most of the things that people do in the world are not that well uh, thought out. And they're all about me. Everything in the world now is all about me. It's all about you. It's all about you. Well, Bhakti is not all about you. It's not all about you at all. Hmm? But every little, especially in a first world country, every little thing and you know, all these first world problems and so forth, you know, it, it's, uh, this is, this is a problem, a problem for living a life as a, as a sadhaka. So, sorry
3: to go on with that, but let's take the next question.
0: Oh, that was good. Um uh, Krishna Kanaya, I think is next. Wait, did you, did you know that, Krishna Kanaya?
3: Oh no, I didn't know this. I oh. think so, I can go ahead. Okay. I'm asking questions. Thank you. Hi, um, Krishna. Yeah,
0: Gayatri?
1: Gayatri's here.
0: Okay, (laughs) does Gayatri know?
1: No, does she know what?
0: That she's asking a question? Yeah?
1: She's, she's, she says you have, she must be telepathic or something. She says you have a (laughs) question.
0: I got a list. (laughs)
3: Okay. Wonderful. It was the like, awesome.
0: question that you had a few weeks ago, or maybe like last Swami call. It's like a backlog of like...
1: Here's a question now. You want to okay, ask it? Cool. Okay, yeah. Go
3: ahead. Thank you. Sorry, my bad. So, hmm? can you hear me?
0: I can hear you.
1: Okay, here's the question. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: so, um, when we get initiation...
1: When we get initiation, can you hear her? Yes, okay.
0: Okay. When we get initiation we take some vows and one of those vows is no intoxication and apart from the obvious ones like drugs and alcohol and nicotine there are many other things that can be intoxicating for people and different things for different people as well like social media like you were mentioning too and tv shows and chocolate and coffee and all these kind of things so how do we navigate this like minefield of potential intoxicants
1: Right. Okay. Well, I think that, uh, the, 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 the idea of no intoxication, um, comes from the Bhagavatam there in the first canto where Pariksit Maharaj goes out to survey his kingdom and he finds a bull standing on one leg, indicating three legs of what austerity, cleanliness, and um, truthfulness, truthfulness so there's the, 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 the four legs. What's the fourth one? Anyway, he's only standing on one leg. Truthfulness, and that's that's wobbling, something like that, or something like. That. Anyway, the the the, it's, the the teaching there is that that Kali Yuga has these haunts where he very where, where Kali likes to stay. So wherever there is, there is. Um, Intoxication, gambling, um, uh, gold. uh cold. Cold. that's the fifth one. To- intoxication, gambling, illicit sex, and meat meat eating. So you know, these are interpretations, translations of the terms there. Um, uh so um, with regard to Intoxication, I believe the word refers to, let's use there, I forget the Sanskrit term, uh, It most likely refers to drinking, you know, alcohol, so forth. And uh, a lot of the drugs that we've got today that are available, recreational drugs, as they're called or not, yeah. haven't yet been discovered in the Bhagavatam. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is the speaking really directly about intoxicants in in the sense that uh, drugs or alcohol um, are uh, addictive, not it's it, it, it's it's not really with regard to their addictiveness, but with with regard to the intoxicating effect that they have upon us. So we might be addicted to social media. Does it have an intoxicating effect? Well, I guess it can say it. It, it, it might um, it might make you think you more important because it's trying it to tell you you're you know anyway it's all about you, that can lend to a sense of grandiosity. But uh, but the Bhagavatam is not referring to those extended um, addictions, if you will, when it speaks about um, no intoxication. It's it's talking about refraining from things that uh, are uh, disorienting um, um, whatever, hallucinogens and Drugs and so forth. But your point is well, well taken that, uh, and, uh aside from milk, which is addictive, um, <laughs> and good, uh, the, um, uh, there are things that, um, many things that in the society today that again weren't available or around in, in, in the time the Bhagavatam was written that are distracting and addictive and disorienting and so on and so forth. And um, and the, the, you don't have to go to Krishna consciousness to find that out about social media. I mean, there are just plenty of people in the everyday world that have con- have come to that that conclusion and you know turn the thing off and so forth. So the extent to which you can use that, I mean, I don't like it at all. But I I. I think I, so many times I thought I need to get off of this thing. It's disturbing just to see how people think or how they, mm. what they want to tell you about themselves. Who cares? I mean, you know,
3: <laughs> you know,
1: I, it, it's, it's just like, <laughs> you know, everybody gets to be a celebrity, you know, in their own mind. Mm. Anyway. So um you know, the only reason I stay on is that, well, you know, we've got this song on and the devotees are on there. So I'll say something every now and then, you know, Some inspired thought and they hear from me and that's good. Sometimes I see somebody else, you know, they're sending something, something, and I make a comment on it, you know, but the ability to use that situation rather than be used by that is what we have to determine. If we're being used by that, then it's to a disadvantage and it's not, you know, helping us in our uh, Krishna consciousness. So we should adopt the attitude of rejecting that, which is not favorable. Mm-hmm. And accepting which is favorable, that's the core to, uh, to Sharanagati. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that otherwise, aside from that, you mentioned addictive things. Uh, there are any number of them, as you say. And, uh, we should cut them out of our lives. We should become addicted to Harinam, to, to Sadhu Sangha, to, uh, uh Hari Kirtan, uh, Hari and so forth. And, and, They're very attractive. And as the other attractions, addictions and so forth are cleansed away by such nonsense, kirtan, sadhusanga and so on and so forth, then the, then, then, then we'll start to develop an addiction to, to, to Krishna consciousness. hmm? And the Ruchi will carry us then hmm, spontaneously. So make Some effort, cut those things. If you can identify something this is addictive in your life, then cut it out. Uh, as far as chocolate goes, I never ate chocolate, and some devotee some heard I like chocolate, which I, I, wasn't really an issue for me at all. Then the next thing I know, everywhere I go, people give me chocolate.
2: <laughs> it is good, you know.
1: I've got to become acquainted with it, but, <laughs> but that's it, it's gone kind of a story because you know, devotees were bringing up intoxicants that Prophet wasn't aware of. And he said, yeah, okay, if it's a intoxicant, give it up. You know? She, I remember there was, in San Francisco, there was a, a devotee, thing think Malati, and she was, she had a candy bar, and, uh, and it, it fell out of her pocket when she was paying obeisances. And, <laughs> and then she was, oh my God, you know, she, and, and Prophet was right there. And so she went to grab it and props said, What is this? She said, candy bar. He said, and you're not giving me any? (laughs) (laughs) So there may be a place for that (laughs) too, (laughs) but.
3: What else? I'm
0: just looking.
3: Uh,
1: let's see.
0: What was that? I couldn't hear you.
1: Dar said he had a question, but I told him that you already have a list of questions from previous weeks.
0: Yeah, I have one um, here, and it's written out from Mahar Madas from Chile. Um, he says, Jai Shila Guru Maharaj, I would like to know about the Gaudi of you regarding Lord Jagannath. Does he represent a moment of ecstasy, or is his aspect a permanent reality of the spiritual world? Thank you.
1: Well, both. Um, um, Jagannath, of course, means Lord of the Universe, and he's worshipped in many, many different ways. Tantric Buddhists worship Jagannath and Jagannath Puri, and pilgrims of all varieties come. It's a very famous, famous temple, and he's the Lord of the Universe. So who they think he is, any number of people, he shows them, you know, a face. Uh, But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, saw him in a particular way, and that is very charming and very sweet and uh, arguably the most complete vision of Jagannath Swami, he saw him uh, with peacock feather and holding a flute. Mm-hmm. So he saw him as Krishna, but he is Krishna in Dwarka.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So in a moment in Dwarka, So that's the moment that I've referred to, and I assume that your question is referring to that that moment as well. Um so as I like to say, it, it's a moment in Dwarka where Dwarkesh Krishna is absorbed in the Brajlila. So that you can find this, for example, in Brihat Bhagavatamrita, uh, um, in the first canto there, Sanatana Goswami explains how uh, Narada spoke about Brajrasa and, and, uh, and Krishna transformed and, and lost external consciousness and so on and so forth. Um uh, so Sridharmar described it as uh, Jagannath Puri and, and then Jagannath Swami as a train wreck, a crash between the Vrindavan conception and the Dwarka conception. Krishna in Dwarka becoming Absorbed in remembrance of the Leela in a way that that remembrance, which is always there, has just come to the surface in a prominent way. And so he's undergoing these ecstatic transformations, he's been in a crash. He's been he like his ordinary self, two conceptions. So that is our idea of of Jagannath Puri. And of course the Rathayatras perform there. The idea of the Rathayatra taking uh, Krishna from Dwarka to Kurukshetra where he will meet with the inhabitants of Vrindavan and, and speak to them and speak to the gopis in particular and say to them that he's purchased by them and and um, and 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 the, and the virtues and the glory of Vrindavan comes out because The gopis have an opportunity to stay with him there, but they can't. Mormon, Vrindavan. Gabriel Krishnadas says, Radha says in Bengali, my mind is Vrindavan. You have to come, you have to come there. Uh, Where there's the Jamuna and uh, Govardhan and and all of Krishna's friends and so forth and the cows. And and so there's the, the meeting in Kurukshetra. Uh, is as an aspect of the Dwaraka Lila when Krishna goes to Kurukshetra for ostensibly for the solar eclipse on elephant and then the Brajbasis come uh, as well as many other people have do and and so the Bhagavatam at that point. Um, um it's one of the instances in which the Dwarka Lila, as is true with the matura Lila um, And we can understand, oh, properly understood, these two leelas are all about reflecting back on the the virtues and glory of the Braj leela. They're not something that we should try to attain ourselves. If we understand them properly through the Goswamis, through our parampara, they're speaking to us indirectly about the virtues of Braj. So to your question, um, is, is Jagannath just a moment, a moment, or is it an eternal
3: aspect?
1: aspect? Well, each moment is eternal, so in that sense, but, uh, it's also, uh, said somewhere, I have heard this orally, I've never seen it written, but, but it's quite believable, um, that on the outer petals, of the lotus, if you will, of Goloka. Uh, Goloka Vrindavan uh, was depicted graphically by Prabhupada. Uh, He orchestrated or oversaw, envisioned, and then had an artist depict um, this uh, uh, Goloka as lotus, as it's described poetically. Um, and in the center is Radhan Krishna, so many petals and so on and so forth. Well, he didn't go in his, he put that graphic on the front of his first candle of the Bhagavatam. It doesn't go into all the details of, uh, graphically, but, um, in the center there, there's Radhan and Krishna. And if you look a little bit behind Radha and Krishna, you see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performing Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that inside of Goloka, Vandabhan, there's Nabadweep. Of course, we know that Gorlila arises out of Krishna Lila, and Krishna Lila arises conversely out of out of Gorlila as well. And an aspect of Gorlila is is of course Nabadweep. Uh, that is the the, the, the non different from Vandabhan, but another aspect is his sannyas and going to Puri which is disconcerting. For the residents of Nabhadweep, like Krishna going to Mathura is disconcerting from the residents, for the residents of Vrindavan. Hmm. Nonetheless, uh, there are eternal devotees in Mathura in, in that kind of bhava and, and uh, you can find some portion members of the Ramanuja Sampradaya attending, uh, Dwarka and even Madhurya Rasa in as queens, following the queens. Uh, the, uh, of of Dwarka, um, and so similarly, I've heard from oral tradition that in that lotus on the outer leaves, there's a Jagannath Puri also, mm-hmm. and 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 the Jagannath Puri leelas of Jagannath, and I suppose Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the sannyasi would would uh, show up there, uh, so. Um, so in that way, um, yeah, it's an eternal um, moment and eternal aspect. Um, even if you even if you look at the Jagannath uh puri lila as a prakat lila that is not present in the apricot, the bhava is there. There can't be a bhava in the prakat lila that's not in the apricot lila. Mm-hmm. And for that matter also, the, the the Prakatlila is eternal because it's eternally manifesting one universe after another, after another, after another. Some say that even when Mahavishnu brings in a un, universe and, 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 uh, yeah, yeah well, I would just say he, he expands it and contracts it. Mm-hmm other universes are still expanded and haven't been contracted. <laughs> so so in that sense, even in the material world, the prakatlila is always going on. So those are some thoughts. I, I hope that answers your question. Jagannath Purī ki Jai, Jagannath Swami ki Jai. Yeah. If it doesn't, then you can come back and... Well, I see the is not here. It's just the red... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else?
0: So... Uh... I have a question from a buy. It's a bit uh, longer. Do you want me to copy and paste it and send it to you so you can like see it?
1: Uh, he sent me that question. I remember okay. that he was asking about brain dead Bhakti
2: mm-hmm.
1: in in relation to what? I forget.
0: Do you want me to read it?
1: Part of it. Yeah, you can read it until I remember. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, so my question is about brain dig bhakti and how we can't achieve it intellectually. Speaking from my own meager experience and progress in the beginning of my practice, I, like many had uh, my faith firmly rooted, um, and dictated by what my mind deemed as acceptable doubts would pause my faith until the, the mind could be appeased and would again, seemingly allow for belief, clearly the impulses of my mind were in control rather than the heart over time i began uh, i began to develop new ground to stand on um an opposing weight to jockey for position um with the unsatisfiable mind i realized that the mind is only a tool that has formed many some um sorry the font's really small um most of which were not serving my spiritual progress in fact, it would actually be in the benefit in my benefit to ignore the cries from the old Sumscars which repeatedly tried to force my mind to grasp divine subjects intellectually, not um, in the mood of service, but really in a way that had the mind and ego at the center. So um I felt uh, I felt needed to truly trust in higher knowing which would only come from ignoring these selfish intellectual demands of the mind and instead come from calling out in the chanting and asking for an experience of real faith. I find great peace in trying to do this. It's like a yoga in one sense to control the mind and trust the heart um, and the heart of the guru in its stead. I would be grateful if you could speak about uh, more about brain dead bhakti to clarify my understanding is correct. And if there is any more advice to achieve um, in this and also more insight into this subject to encourage us to trust the heart, not in blind fanatical faith, but in the realization of running into the end of knowledge. Well,
1: that's very nice. Very well said. Very beautiful, actually. And uh um, you. think it was a good, good lesson for, for all of the devotees himself. So I think you landed on your feet on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, the term brain dead bhakti is, is one that was invoked by Puchipatrida margin. It was a very strong emphasis of his, uh, and he was very much an intellectual. He was born in a Brahmin family and, um and very philosophically. You know, oriented and so forth. But he was very strong, strong, strong on this point, as was Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatibhau, that uh, that by by the by the brain, if you will, or by the intellect, by the mind, uh, in, intellect, let us say, is not a vehicle that is capable of taking us into transcendence. It's constituted of of of, of the Maya Shakti unto itself. It is an unsuitable vehicle. Whereas faith. Is a, the, the appropriate vehicle and faith is descending. So it comes down and, uh, from, from above and can take us, uh, beyond our conditioning. Now that doesn't mean that we won't use our intellect in, uh, to, to help nourish our faith. We will, but we cannot let intellect become the guide hmm, and obscure, um, um The heart or faith or uh or um, or insist let it get the upper hand by insisting to know about things that are unknowable hmm? and that you're not meant to know right now, and you don't need to know right now in order to make progress hmm? um there's an example from the Buddha that's, that's, that's nice. Um, it, when, you know, his teaching is that the world is about suffering and the suffering comes from desire. So, uh, we want to stop suffering. So we should stop desire. Mm. You know, that's just the basic idea. And then there's a the means for doing that, the eightfold path and so forth. But, um, when the question arose in the Buddha's Sangha, as to, well, you know, uh how did we get here? Why are we suffering?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So those are pretty significant intellectual uh questions and so forth. But the Buddha's answer was that if you've been shot by an arrow mm-hmm. and you you want us before we pull the arrow out and treat the wound, which is what needs to be done. You insist on knowing who shot the arrow. Where did it come from? In fact, why were you shot by an arrow? Why did you shoot it? Hmm? Why are there arrows? (laughs) (laughs) Why do I bleed when I get shot by an arrow? Well, these questions are not, from a practical point of view, useful at all. Hmm? Um, You need to pull the arrow out. So... um, there are any number of issues like this that, that that don't fit you know between the ears. Um that's just the nature of life. Uh, uh you know, there are inherent contradictions in the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we pursue spiritual life, there there will be uh uh which is to take us beyond the material world. There, there are things that we can't understand. Uh, they're, they're called a in, in the Mahabharata. There are, uh, a What is it? For, there are some things that are inconceivable. So the, the this, this is different. Yeah. i talking about a beta beta, but there are things that can't be known. Let's say Krishna. You're not going to just come up with that, you know. That has to be, you know, revealed through Sarasanga to hear about Krishna, what, what Krishna, Krishna Leela and so forth. Something about a secret compartment of the spiritual world. Hmm. Even Vaikunta, you're not going to come up with it in your head, you know. You might come up with, I'm, I'm not this body, you know, you could think that out. Hmm. But, but there's Vaikunta <laughs> That has to be revealed. So Avaroha Pante, it's a descending path, right? Descending path. Our way of knowing is through descending. So we have to situate ourselves and open our hearts in such a way wisely to uh, receive grace, make effort, as I often say, to, to get more grace that we may know in heart way um, and be satisfied and inspired to practice, which can give us experience. About things that we may not be able to explain, even if we know them hmm? right um, uh, because the explanation will be an intellectual uh, affair, even the scriptures, all the scriptures are trying to talk about something that 's beyond words, <laughs> so they're're they're, they're limited in that sense they 're powerful because they're empowered by persons who have the experience and are trying to talk about it. Hmm? even though that's impossible to do justice to entirely by words. So the emphasis here with the brain-dead bhakti idea is that don't let your intellect get the upper hand. You know, We, we can say, I'm not the body. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not the mind. I'm not the intellect. As you go up on that ladder in material hierarchy, it gets more difficult because the, the intellect is the more subtle. We know... With our intellect, so the identification with intellect is kind of the upper realm, the Brahma loka of the material world. So it's more subtle than say, "I'm not the body." It may be easier to say, "I'm not the intellect," hmm? but, but 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 both are true. Hmm? And intellect is not going is it, categorically different than me. It can't reveal me. It's inferior to me what to speak of Bhagwan. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at it. Just, just take, take, let's take consciousness, for example. So the Atma is a with consciousness. Even without talking about the Atma as a unit of consciousness and of all that it, its makeup is, about which there are different opinions and different schools of Vedanta, mm-hmm. even without that, which is a pretty good focus on, on the Atma from our perspective, well, the whole material world uh, you know outside of you know Vedanta there are unlimited speculations about the nature of what is consciousness hmm? how do we how do we how do we understand it hmm? how do we you know measure it and bring within our grasp when we in reality it's it's what does the measuring you know so how does the ruler measure itself so it, it's it's very Abstract, what to speak of God, Krishna hmm? consciousness itself. Hmm? So, what is it? It's 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 the biggest question in 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 life. And they're trying to say, well, it must be, it be a biological, you know, development. Mm-hmm. But they, they can't figure out how it could be. Uh, there are new theories every day that, that don't satisfy anybody but the person that came up with the theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few people who buy his or her books, uh, so and everybody else in the field is, is, is dismissing it. You know? So it's uh, um, even consciousness, the Atma, the Self, doesn't fit within the, within the intellect. What to speak of Bhagavad So you have to emphasize how unfit of a vehicle the intellect is for actual knowing, the kind of knowing by which I know. That there's nothing more that needs to be known. What are you knowing for? What's the purpose of knowing anyway? Hmm? But to be happy, to be fulfilled. Hmm? So this intellect you know, has an appetite of its own, and it's very subtle. Hmm? And so you can, for example, learn all kinds of verses, get good classes, and, and and collect all this imp- information and so forth. Uh, but uh, but not be making progress at the same time spiritually. Hmm? Um, overidentified. Prabhupada used to call it over-intelligent. Hmm? Over-intelligent, and he would often dismiss intellectual questions about issues like the Buddha did in the example that I gave to emphasize the point. There, if you, want, what are you trying to know here, really? Hmm? Someone said, "Prabhupada, you know, in the ba- in the ba- in the Krishna book, it says that there are nine hundred thousand. None had nine hundred thousand cows." and Vrindavan is is this big, and I did the calculation and 900,000 cows won't fit there, Prophet said, you read too much. And that was his reply. And just, you know, kept walking. You know? He just dismiss it like that. Mm-hmm. That you're trying to... These are the, 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 the Krishna book, the Bhagavad just trying to talk about something that's, as I say, beyond words, beyond thought. And you have to really understand that, and therefore you can invest... Mm-hmm. In a heartfelt exercise, as it as it should be, of chanting the holy name, it's a, I refer to it as a transrational exercise. It's it's not un, unintelligent to do, but it's an exercise that picks up where intellect leaves off. And you have to. It is not an exercise of the tongue or the ear, but of the heart. You have to give of your heart in the chanting. That's how you control the mind, because whatever's in your heart, it's going to be on your mind. So if you give your heart to it. Then the mind will come, come around. Um, so, um, so we we need to put intellect in its place, hmm, so that it cannot displace in, in in a counterfeit way come in to take over our life and allow us to think that we're not only a devotee, we're a great devotee. Hmm? We're smarter than other devotees. We're smarter than our own guru.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Prabhupada would say, you know, "Over intelligent," he would criticize. Uh, so, uh, um, so this is what Chidambari, uh, you know, kind of things he was referring to when he would invoke the term uh, "brain dead bhakti." Now, take it a step further. Of course, he would he would use the term also. Gyan Shunya Bhakti, which is, which is uh, the language of Chaitanya Charitamrita Gyan Shunya. So Bhakti without Gyan in this sense means Bhakti or love for Krishna without the knowledge that Krishna is God. Mm-hmm. Where you see Bhakti has the upper hand mm-hmm. and in effect is a higher, the highest knowing itself. The heart land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is 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 the, the land of actual knows so In Brindaban, hmm, they don't know that he's God. They heard that he's God. Or the people say that he's God, or they go, "Yeah, well, he may be." You know, but but then again, you know, I mean, uh, we know things about him that other people don't, so we can put it in perspective. Hmm? When is questioned, you know, how did he lift the hill? Well, I'm starting to wonder well, what kind of son do you have? You know. He so, said, well, then people say that he's God, you know, you know well, yeah, that would make sense. But then, of course, those people don't know that, that, that if he doesn't get enough sweets, he, he cries and makes a fuss. And so, on. And obviously, oh, yeah, the question is, yeah, obviously, he's not God. Mm-hmm. But he has some powers, but God has put some powers in him. Mm-hmm. So we should protect him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because God's put power, you know, it's, that's the logic of Brudge." <laughs> Wait a minute, he's got the powers of God. What do you need to do to protect him? No, we need to protect him because he's got the powers of God and he's in our, he's our, in our, in our, in our community here. (laughs) So this is sprained dead bhakti in the highest sense of the term. Bhakti that's not encumbered by, by, by the knowledge that he's God, which would create some distance between myself and him. Hmm? So what kind of knowing is that, that we are after. And when we understand the goal like this, what we're after, then we can put that idea in place in terms of our practice and so forth. And what is the, as I said earlier, what is the place of intellect? How useful is it? And so forth. Um, um, And um, and as I often say, really the use of the brain is, you you use your head to soften your heart. If you're not using your head to soften your heart, uh your head's using you and it's giving you a good beating hmm? and you don't realize it. Hmm? And you look like a fool hmm? in the eyes of those that know. You look like a fool. Hmm? So it's very embarrassing actually to see someone manipulated by their intellect, especially when they think. Hmm? They, they, they they they're just in their head figuring out Krishna consciousness. Constantly. That's not how Krishna Shakti vine nahi, tar pravartan. Mm-hmm. Without, not vine nahi, without Krishna Shakti, mm-hmm. without the infu, in, infusion of bhava, mm, Chaitanya Charitamrit says no one can spread Krishna consciousness. You may get some followers. Mm-hmm. You may become a popular person and so forth. Mm-hmm. But there are many, many, many,
3: uh, I'd say, um, um looks like Krishna consciousness, but it's not
1: something like that, going through, through the motions and so on. So these are, you know, just some thoughts that come to mind. As I say, the your, your question was very nice, and I know how you've know, you you you've spoken to me over the years about these, these things, and as I say, you seem to have landed well on your feet. And, uh, you know, it, it, for, for you and for others, it might be things like, well, you know, Science says this and, uh, and, and the logic says that. We, 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 another thing about this is that we put too much faith in, in ways of knowing that are, that are just really like venerated in the world today that are very, very, uh, are demonst- demonstrably incomplete and in- in- inconclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, so, so, um, it's important to shed light on, 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 those methods. We, I was, was, I was, uh, Grinish was taking me to the airport. We were talking about, somehow we got on the subject of Kali Yuga and we were talking about symptoms of Kali Yuga and the Bhagavad Gita. It's just like, wow, it's just, you know, uh, so accurate that, you know, so what if you can't demonstrate archaeologically, you know, the the the, the, the 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 Kali Yuga, let's deal with the substance of it. We're in a time, the quality of the time is, is such that it's pervaded by hypocrisy, et cetera, et cetera. Um and 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 there's something that's available in this time that's come to us that is is very make it very easy to comprehensively become a a a a um, an honest person and non-hypocritical in the least. This was a very strong focus of Bhakti Siddhanta Sar No hypocrisy in the name of Gaudiya uh Vaishnavism. Hmm? Very down to earth, very um pragmatic in his focus, like the Buddha, Prabhupada was the same, Sridamar is the same. Uh, they're saving us from uh, from our our brain. Let the brain go dead.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the heart will beat on. Is 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 the idea? So yeah, uh, we have to we have to really understand how limited these faculties are. Material faculties. They're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Our intellect is arising out of our karma. It's part of the problem. The only way it can be a solution of the problem is if it works in conjunction with bhakti that's descended to us in a way that helps to foster bhakti hmm? uh, rather than obscure bhakti and even in the name of bhakti take to take, take over make a like i say make a real fool out of you so um, right yeah so we should be convinced that by the chanting hmm, for example, serving the deity selflessly and so forth. Uh, these, these act, these acts themselves, give yourself to them. Don't, don't let your mind hold you back. Give yourself to them. Mm-hmm. They're safe. Mm-hmm. They're safe. <laughs> this is how we can communicate with that, with that, that, that the other, the other side, if you will. These have been namsam kit golo keo modhan and Kirtan. It's come from there to help us. Don't let the mind get in the way of your Kirtan. What do I look like? What are people thinking of me? My own Just give your heart. <laughs> look like a fool. Dance like, like a mad person, something like that. Uh, worship the deity. But what is the deity? It's made out of stones. That You know, you have to just right put those thoughts out of your head. And we can look at the examples of persons who have done that and how, how Extraordinary, their own life's example is in terms of their personal integrity um, uh, their contributions, and so on and so forth. We have a long, long history of such mm. so I do appreciate the question, and but that we've run out of time, so mm-hmm. nice to be with all of you, and I uh, say I'll be here for a month in not a run. We still have room more guests you can come down you can do your work here too if you work online we have the internet as you can see where we're broadcasting so um i hope to be with you again next week all right
0: thank you so much really appreciate it thank you for being with us
3: thank you, thank you.